Welcome to Parlor Talks at the Fulton Mansion. We are your humble hosts and educators here at the Fulton Mansion. I'm Ashley Thornton. And I'm Joseph Fox. In today's episode, we're airing part three of the oral history that Joe conducted with Ruth Davis. She was a park ranger at the Fulton Mansion back in its early days under the Texas Parks and Wildlife Department. Joe and Ruth's conversation will take you back in time to Rockport in the 1980s. So, on behalf of the Fulton Mansion and the Texas Historical Commission, welcome. Right. It's good to be back with part three of the Ruth Davis oral history. I know this is kind of a deep dive into a subject and, you know, we haven't talked about George and Harriet in a while, but this, uh, this story is really important. Ruth was kind enough to sit down and share her experiences back in the 1980s with us. Uh, in, in this episode, we're going to be getting into some of the special events that they used to have at the mansion back when it was in its infancy. Things like when they had a haunted house in the basement, their Christmas events, the sesquicentennial. So lots of cool stuff here. I hope you guys enjoy this part of the conversation. We're going to have probably two more parts before we uh, conclude with the interview. So enjoy. Are there any uh, specific events or experiences that you remember from, from your time at the mansion? Yeah, we, we started doing... Um, special events, which again was something that Parks and Wildlife was just total foreign concept for them. Um, We did, I want to say we did Halloween first, although we did, we always did do Christmas. But I know there was a time that we realized there was a Halloween and everybody realized there was no place for kids to go trick-or-treating and there was no other organized activity. Mm-hmm. It was kind of sad. So for the next year, we decided to do um, the grounds. We didn't do anything inside the mansion. In fact, we had staff meetings, and one of the things we were really wanting to steer away from, we didn't want people to do the whole, it's a haunted house thing. Yeah, You know, I mean, you you probably understand all that sort of, you don't want to click that in. And um, so we did it outside on the grounds and we had different stations where people could do bobbing for apples or, you know, just different games and different activities. And I mean, we were overrun with children. (laughs) I mean... (laughs) I remember, because uh, Jimmy Woods, which is sadly, uh, he's passed away. I don't know if his wife Anne is still alive. I think she is. Yep, uh, I know Anne. Do you? Yeah, mm-hmm. she's a sweetheart. So we had uh, we had decided to do Halloween and uh, trying to get the Parks and Wildlife Department to pay for things like candy and apples. And yeah, it was just blowing their mind up in Austin. They don't ask for this over at Houston. Right, exactly. You know, Choke Canyon doesn't need candy and apples. What are you doing? And so uh, anyway, I remember because we had bought however many a case or two cases of apples for bobbing for apples. And I mean, they were gone, like gone. 
And so I drove over to Jimmy Woods and I said, Ann, can we get more? I don't have a PO for you. I don't have... And she was like, oh yeah, take what you need. Tell me what you need. Go ahead, go ahead. Um, but that became sort of the place to be for Halloween uh, for a few years. And then a couple of churches sort of picked it up, you know, mm-hmm. to do their, like they do the pumpkin patch out at the... Uh, uh, at the Methodist Church mm. and uh, the church uh, Coastal Oaks out on 3036 started doing their stuff and so we we backed out of that event you know we, we had done the haunted basement and we had done I mean we had added every year but okay what was the haunted basement we did the whole basement we set it all up uh, you would go in from the south side and just go through and there were all kinds of scary we got the high school theater group involved and they helped set it up you know it was just like a fright house kind of thing so we had gone all the way from whatever you do it's not a haunted house to, to it is a haunted house <laughs> yeah yeah, that was fun, and and uh, so yeah, they just went through the whole basement because there was nothing in the basement. We couldn't keep um, anything in the basement because it always flooded. Flooded, yeah. So uh, yeah, we did that. We did uh, games on the grounds. Um, in fact, we were asked to go, and there's pictures probably in there too, um, mm-hmm. up to Austin when we had the Susquecentennial. 150 years of Texas and uh, we took part in that that was like a two-day event I think and they had they had lots of you know they had parks and wildlife out there on Smith School Road the headquarters were way out of Austin now they're you know it's grown up around it but it was fun it was really neat and I had made a bunch of I have I had made the where you toss the sandbags through and, and okay. checkers. I made and painted checker boards and cut checkers and painted them black and white because back then checkers weren't red and black. They were black and white. Huh. Yeah, uh, just different stuff like that. But I tried to make, I had made all these games for games on the grounds. And then uh, I think I... I gave them to, I don't remember if I made more of them, but there ended up being, had to be more of them for the Susquecentennial deal. But that was fun. Um, Christmas was always fun. Mm -hmm. Uh, I got to do the, they called it the putts underneath the Christmas tree. Uh, I built these little houses one year, I think the first year they were out of paper and then I started building them out of different uh, materials and made a little fence to go around and all that. That was fun. That was just really, you know, I'm getting paid to do this. You know? yeah. um, and we had a big deal decorating the mansion at Christmas. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, we would go to Goose Island where we could cut anything we wanted and we cut all the bay that bay leaves from the trees out and bushes out there and uh oh the mansion smelled so good you just opened that door and it was just oh you knew it was christmas from the smell of that the bay um 
all of the mantles covered and and holly and or uh, actually it wasn't holly it was uh oh, what's the plant you know with the little red berries but anyway um that and the Christmas tree that was another battle with the state you we're not buying a Christmas tree <laughs> that's not something that a park needs parks have tons of trees why are we buying a Christmas, Christmas tree, tree. <laughs> so uh, in fact for quite a few years we bought it from from Jimmy Woods and that was a whole battle getting that uh, purchase order pushed through and stuff like that um, Back to a question you had earlier, I think. Uh, one of the things we did, I'm, I'm sure you probably still do it, was to summarize the house and, and we bring, brought out the muslin covers mm. and put on all the furniture and oh, yeah. uh, we didn't roll the rugs up, but you know, we, we tried to change things. We tilted the bed in the Fulton, be mm -hmm. uh, George and Harriet's bedroom and in the winter time, we would move it back. In fact, I remember when we got that bed that was donated to us. We hadn't had that bed. Mm. Uh, I remember uh, putting that bed together up, up there in the bedroom. That was a big deal to get that bed. Yeah. Well, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Is, is that was that the original bed for yeah. the Fultons? Yeah. So, wow. How did they? How did they? How was it donated? I don't remember any of that detail because I wasn't really involved. I mean, I was more, how are we getting this thing up to the <laughs> second floor? <laughs> okay, so I gotta ask, how do you get it up all, it all was, the It was just sweat and tears. I mean, it was oh, just, man. yeah, hauling that thing up. Um, I always had a summer helper and I believe it was summertime when we got that. So yeah, it was just, you know, because it did come apart, it does come apart, but, mm -hmm. you know, it's not something you want to drop or scratch or scratch mm -hmm. the wall or, I mean, it was, yeah, it was, it was quite a job to get that up there. Well, I can imagine, and, and I don't know, uh, there, you know, I heard one of the next things we're going to be doing here at the mansion is switching out the carpets, and oh. to do that, they're going to have to move around a lot of furniture as well, and... And uh, you know how do you, just just that idea that picture in my head just make, just makes me sweat bullets. <laughs> like, oh my gosh. Um, one uh, okay. So one one question I wanted to get back to were the games on the ground. So I did. Um, I think I do have some photos in here of of that event, or, or probably on my computer. But um, I wanted to ask you about that. So so did they have? Um, just like historics, was this something that historic sites across the state organized? They all met up in Austin, or no? This was just the mansion. This was oh. the staff of the mansion. The games on the grounds was just a mansion event. We wanted okay. to because we had all you know. We had the hoops, you know, barrel yeah, hoops the, that the you stick in the hoop. Yeah, yeah, there you go, stick in the hoop. And I remember. Uh, kids did not know how to play uh, uh, hopscotch and we were all like this is crazy these kids don't know how to play hopscotch <laughs> and you taught them and they loved it they just fell in love with it but they had no nobody had ever taught them hopscotch you know hmm. I wonder if kids nowadays don't know how to play I don't know it's a great <laughs> question kids need to know how to play oh, hopscotch yeah. you know? <laughs> 
And so, yeah, we had, we, it was just basically an educational event. And I, I want to say we ended up having it for a couple of years. Um, but yeah, it was just something to bring kids in and, and teach them. And uh, like some of the educational programs, I remember uh, trying to buy uh, heavy whipping cream to be able to show kids how butter's made and, and mm, yeah, mm -hmm. stuff like that. Yeah, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. Well, what um, what did you see change? Uh, I, I guess I had you put on the questionnaire that you worked from September of uh, 1984 to to September of 1988. What what all changed during your time there? Did you see more docents, more people coming in? Or? Yeah, I mean, we were consistently busy throughout that time period um, mm -hmm. because there were still so many people who had never seen the mansion you know since it had been restored and so I mean it was definitely a destination within you know being in the coastal bend or being in Rockport uh, we would always get the, you know, especially on Monday or Tuesday, oh, we drove all the way from Nebraska. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Alan and I, okay, I got to, I don't know if you've met Alan Lee at our site. No, manager, I, I don't think. I'll, I'll introduce you guys in a little bit. Oh, I think I met him at Rotary, but anyway, I'd like yeah. to meet him again. Go we, ahead. We were, yeah, we, we, uh, we worked over Christmas and we got a lot of that, the same thing, yeah. like, you guys aren't open till the weekend, but we drove all the way from Nebraska. Exactly. Gosh. Well, what? Okay, so you transitioned out in, in 1988. Is is that when you went over to Scotty's Lock and Key? That's or? when I went to Goose Island. Okay. Yeah, it's so, kind of oh. interesting because um, I had uh, Stacy Westlake was my uh, summer hire for one of the years. And when I went to Goose Island, come on, come on. <laughs> when I went to Goose Island, uh, she took my place here. And then when I left Goose Island, she took my place there. And what was her name again? Stacy Westlake. Okay. Uh, in fact, there's a picture of her and her sister. They're twins, they're identical twins. Yeah. Um, Stacy and Tracy. And, uh, so uh yeah it was um it was interesting too because there weren't many male employees here mm -hmm. uh there was kevin that might have been uh, so i mentioned earlier like the the first male employee over here that might have been kevin i think I it was that's yeah that's interesting. yeah because it had been completely all female every you know from you know the superintendent down to me and then, like I said, Stacy took my place. But anyway, you know, it was just, it was kind of interesting because most of those docents, and I think this is probably still true, you know, they volunteered for years and years. They, they hung on and, and they would come because they just loved it. You know, they loved the house, they loved the staff, they loved everything about it. They, they liked to... Uh, uh, you know, interact with the tourists and the and the groups that were coming through, and so you know it was a fun time. It was uh, it was a, a different 
sort of a more relaxed period of time, I think, than we have today. But um, one of the things, because I, I don't know what which one of your questions made me think of this, I do remember uh, one of the employees. Her name was Denise Griffith, and uh, she was the uh, she was kind of a housekeeper slash tour giver. I don't know what her official title was, but I remember because I was in the um, maintenance building and she came out and she told me, she said, the challengers exploded. And I was like, yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that was, that was, you know, and that's not when you could flip open your computer and see what was going on. You were totally dependent on, because I think she had a little transistor radio and she happened to hear it come across the news. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a really tragic, tragic day. But yeah, she and I were the only ones here that day. It was a Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was that? Gosh, I'm trying to remember. Was that's before I was born in '89? So you know, I, I, was that '86 or? That was. I think you're right. I think it was. Yep, January 28th. Mm. Yep. Um, yeah, because that was, I think that was one of the first times, because uh, a teacher, I can't remember her name, it was one of the first times that there were women on this, or a woman on the spacecraft, on the shuttle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was truly horrible. Um, and then not knowing if that whole, you know, thing would continue, which of course, fortunately it did, but... Yeah. Yeah. Well, the um, I guess uh, so. Moving back over to Goose Island in '88, you so you go back over. Are you still a park ranger at this point? Yeah, I worked at Goose Island for uh, I think about another three years or two two years out there. Was it four years here and two years out there? Anyway. I think my official plaque from Parks and Wildlife says uh, five years and or f- is it four years and eleven months or five years and eleven months? It's like really, you couldn't give man. me the month. Um, you could come just, on, you know, really. <laughs> um, but yeah, I uh, it, it's kind of an interesting deal because it is how I ended up becoming a locksmith when I was working here. Uh, Harry O'Haver. Uh, who owned Scotty's Lock and Key at the time. I needed work done. I had a list of things and I had called him up and he came out and he got a few things knocked off the list and he had a pager and he had an answering service. So he got a page and he had somebody locked out and he said, "Do do you mind if I come back and finish this another day? And I'm like, sure, it's not a big deal. And it probably took him a week or something to come back. And I had actually knocked a couple of things off the list. And he was like, how'd you do that? And I said, well, I was watching you. Well, he decided I should be a locksmith. <laughs> and I was like, I have no interest in that. I have my <laughs> job with the state. I'm happy. And I mean, I'd be out there mowing the front yard and, and he'd pull over you know if he'd see me he'd pull over and he'd say you really should be a locksmith no 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 
Well, then I got moved to Goose Island, and so if he was out in Lamar, he'd go and say, where is she? And he'd come hunt me down. You should be a locksmith. So finally he said, why don't you just ride with me? Okay, I, I don't know what you do. Let's see what you do. And so at Goose, uh, we worked from uh, 7 to 3.30. And so at 3.30, he, uh, I would drive home and change my clothes, and he would come by and pick me up, and then I would go with him for the rest of the day. And uh, in the meantime, I was taking correspondence course to learn the trade. Hmm. And so that's how I ended up being a locksmith. And he ended up being a docent here. <laughs> kind of switched. Yes, yes, yes. His name was, did you say Harry O'Haver? Harry, Harry, Harry. like, yeah, Harold Harry okay, O'Haver. O-H-A-V-E-R. Okay, O'Haver. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. And uh, that's how uh, his... Uh, the name Scotty came because he was the O'Haver. He was of Scottish descent. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's a good man. He's he's gone to heaven now, but he's a good good man. So yeah, that's that's how I ended up doing this instead of this. <laughs> and that's it for today's episode. Make sure to tune in to future episodes as we delve further into Ruth and other stories here on Parlor Talks. Thanks for stopping by. Thank you.